Blog Talk Radio. Minions and welcome to Super Bowl Sunday. Here we are. We have made it. 2020 and COVID and everything else did not keep this day from happening. And welcome to our annual Super Bowl special. My name is Tom Marcos El Presidente, and for the next two hours exclusively, you're going to be starting off your Super Bowl Sunday right here uh, with us on the Balance Radio Network. We got a Lineup of people coming in and out today uh, to talk about um, the Super Bowl. Obviously, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You got the young Patrick Mahomes and the and the Hall of Famer uh, Tom Brady uh, going at it. Who's going to be the get the crown this year? Will Patrick Mahomes have a repeat? We will talk about all of that. Certainly the weather's a lot better down in Tampa than it is here in Indianapolis. It's a balmy one degrees. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so the weather got up this morning and said, ah, oh, hell, I'm going back to bed. So, yeah, it's a good day to stay inside, listen to the balance, especially if you're here in the Indianapolis uh, metro area. My name's Tom Markwitz, 917-889-8516 is our digits. Stick around. It is about to get good on our Super Bowl special 2021. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to Geico.com and you can save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your mood. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. 
GEICO makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on GEICO.com or the GEICO mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything. The Air National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. Future Hall of Famers on this on this team here, and, and Hall of Fame leaders too, which uh, there, there's a difference. This isn't the NBA where one player can go and just just drastically change the fortunes of a team. But Tom Brady has done that. He's changed the culture. He's changed the way the coaches see the game, the way the players see the game. Mahomes is not somebody will ever ever figure out. You don't figure out the best pure passer in football. I underestimated just how good the ferocity of Tampa's pass rush. Shaq Barrett showed why they franchise tagged him, gave him 19 million. JPP skip, they were relentless on the edge. Here is the situation we have. I think when it's all said and done, wow. Travis Kelsey is going to be considered the greatest tight end, the most prolific receiving tight end ever. You have Tyree Kill, who is the fastest skilled player in the history of the league. And Patrick Mahomes. Could you make the case the seventh is the most special of all? Because he's 43, it's with Tampa, and it's not with Bill, and it's not with New England, and it's not the Patriot way. It's the Brady way. Take advantage of this opportunity tonight. Right. Leave everything you got on that field for your
city in a knapsack. Last year we gave them hell and we came right back. You was rocking with the ops, you won gang gang. Now we at the Super Bowl, how things change. KC the king got the barbecue, be finger licking. Home of the fountain, so you know we dripping. Whole team running up that score like it's NBA. Andy Reid in these streets, pudgy call to play. Think it's a think it's a game, we didn't come to play. Oh, well you ain't know where you gon' learn today. I show you some things you ain't never seen. Like Patrick Magic Mahomes, it was all a dream. Gotta fight for the right to get your party on. Travis Kelsey invited to the cookout in every home. One and last and they can't touch us, Tyreek Hill on them. Take your food like Tyreek Matthew and we still hungry. National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to geico.com and you can save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your moves. When you don't go to geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. 
GEICO makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on GEICO.com or the GEICO mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything. Did you know that Norway sells way more electric cars per capita than the U.S.? Norway. <laughs> well, I won't stand for it. Never mind. With GM's new Ultium battery, we're going to crush those losers. Crush them! Let's go, America! Keenan, Norway's out EVing us. Wait, what's this? Oh, it's my daughter's birthday. She's really into Tyrus. I don't lately. care. Grab an EV, meet me in Norway. Okay, can I say goodbye to my family? Nope. All right. Aquafina, sorry to disturb you, but Norway's beating us at EVs. Nah. Uh-huh. Nuh-uh. Uh-huh. Meet me there in an hour. Can I ride with you? No. GM's Ultium battery is made for all types of vehicles, so soon everyone can drive an EV. Oh. Why didn't we all just go together? No, and Will is probably flying private. Hey, Norway, listen up, you fish-loving. Oh, this place is adorable. Damn it! Where are you guys? We're in Finland. Where are you? I'm in Norway. Norway? You're in Sweden. Damn it! Gold jacket, uh, as well as uh, Woodson, Litch, and Pearson, 
and Lance's Pearson as well. So we'll get into some of that conversation with Ed Kratz. Ed Kratz is going to be joining us today also not only to talk about the Super Bowl, but to also talk about this situation, this quarterback, uh, maybe not even a a quarterback controversy, but a quarterback situation uh, in Philadelphia with with the Eagles and Carson Wentz. So we'll see how all of that uh, plays uh, plays out. And you might have heard here just a, a few minutes ago, we, we previewed one of the uh, Super Bowl ads, obviously the one from Will Ferrell. And uh, so Super Bowl ads are always something uh, fun to watch. And so we'll see what kind of uh, – but a lot of the, the, the main staples aren't um, Super Bowl ads. Rather, they're running their marketing dollars uh, to help with uh, the uh, frontline workers uh, with this. Uh, COVID mess, and I tell you what, I, I don't think there's anybody, uh, well, maybe everybody, but I know that we want this COVID to go away so we can have a normal life again, and it tried to mess with our Super Bowl plans, didn't it? It tried to, to stop an NFL season. It didn't happen. I tell you what, it's going to be a good day for you to enjoy your Super Bowl uh Whatever your Super Bowl traditions are, we're going to be doing a lot of eating and, and watching the Puppy Bowl here in a little bit. So we got a lot going on. So we got some stuff lined up for you. So we'll go to that, and uh, we'll be right back right here on the Balance Radio Network. This local access message is brought to you by Uber Eats. Sweet world, sweet world, excellent. <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome to Wayne's World. Party on, Wayne. Party on, Garth. As a local access show, we want everyone to support local restaurants. But we'd never manipulate you the way all these other commercials do. Oh, God. Sure, that's really sad. Totally. We're better than that. Yeah, we'd never shamelessly rely on a celebrity cameo. Right, Cardi B? Yeah, eat local. <laughs> or jump on the latest trend. All right. Local eat, wings world, yummy time, excellent. Bronk. What up, TB? What do you think my next move should be? Give it to me straight. Maybe it's just time I hang them up. I got one word for you. Retirement. If you retire now, you're going to be walking on soft sand in a week. Just come to Florida and feel the wind in your hair. Retirement is like winning another one. Maybe I'll even join you. On the Spotty Network, this is what Tom heard. If you retire now, you're soft and weak. Just come to Florida and win another one. Maybe I'll even join you. Just go win another one. It's that easy, Kronk. Maybe it is. I still feel like I have a lot to accomplish. My goal is to win one more. And Gronk's coming with me. I'm retired from retiring? Ma! Where are my football pants? Don't trust big decisions to just any network. Go with T-Mobile, the GOAT in 5G. And I'm not soft or weak either. T-Mobile is the leader in 5G. Oh, hi. Uh, hey. I've seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle Coffee here? 
No, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted. So, I don't, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Lequa Pique, which, of course, in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been past their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists? Do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes. But it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wondering. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it. They make it fresh and roasted. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. No timeouts. I think that the, I think that the Patriots, with this field position, you have to just run the clock out. You have to play for overtime now. I don't think you want to force anything here. You don't want to do anything stupid because you have no timeouts and you're backed up. Brady's in the shotgun. And he's going to throw it. Nothing stupid. Get to the...
All right, welcome back to the Balance Super Bowl Special Super Bowl 55. That happens this, this evening at 6.30, and uh, you are definitely going to want to watch this matchup. This is definitely going to be one of the best matchups probably of recent Super Bowl history. We'll get into maybe here in a little bit about some of the great quarterback matchups, but this certainly has to be at the top as one of the, the best quarterback matchups of all time. And then we'll be standing by for Mo from the BS Sports Show, Rick Riggin, Ed Kratz, uh, Tony Donahue, all of those guys stopping by today. But one of the biggest questions is, can the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes pull off a repeat win? Well, we're going to find out. The Chiefs ended a Super Bowl drought uh, uh, that lasted over five decades in Miami last year after going 14-2 uh, going and two in the regular season. They are favored to win the Lombardi once again. And one of the things, you know, we talked about on the show yesterday, just last November, the end of November, Kansas City came in to Tampa Bay and played Tom Brady and the Buccaneers and beat them by three points. So there is a very small favorite of, of the – and we're going to when we talk to Tony Donahue here in a bit. We're going to talk with him about the spread and the line and talk with him about some prop bets as well. Uh, but uh, the line, I believe, the last week I checked yesterday, and then we talked on the show yesterday, was three. So, and that the that the uh, the Chiefs are favored uh, by three. So uh, we'll see what what happens and how that plays out. Patrick Mahomes was also the Super Bowl MVP quarterback and showed showed why the Chiefs handed him four hundred and fifty million dollars. A uh, 10-year contract extension by throwing for 4,740 yards in the regular season, second only to, Houston, to Houston's Deshaun Watson. And so Patrick Mahomes is the real deal. You know, we talked again about this yesterday in the show. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was actually, uh, I, I believe it was the Mets, I, I, but the team, I don't, I, I could be wrong now, but I believe it was the Mets. And he was actually drafted and ready to play uh, MLB baseball, and then he got drafted uh, into the NFL and decided that he was not going to play baseball. And you know, quite frankly, hasn't looked looked back since then. And you know, we'll we'll see if he's going to get us get another um, Super Bowl win underneath his belt. You guys might have heard their, the commercial on the break, Rifle Coffee. Go to them, check them out, BlackRifleCoffee.com. Uh, the great thing about it is every time you buy a, a bag of coffee, they send a bag to uh, uh, troops and first responders. So and you get to de- determine, is your, is your bag going to go to the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines? Is your bag going to go to you know, police first responders or ambulance or firefighters? So it's a great, it's a great cause, and it's great coffee. There you go. Black Rifle Coffee Company. Check them out. BlackRifleCoffee.com. Well, here we go again. We're all, it seems all we're, we're talking about is Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. It seems like those are the only storylines that, that we're talking about. We are standing by, hopefully, to connect with Ed Kratz, Mo for the BS Sports Show, Rick Riggin, uh, here in, in, in shortly. But, uh, We'll continue on uh, blabbering our conversation. <laughs> we'll, we'll, and feel free to call in at 917-889-8516. So what we know is this is uh, quarterback Tom Brady's – should we say it's his second act? 
Tom Brady had packed his record six Super Bowl rings after this season in two decades with the New England Patriots to join the Buccaneers, uh, setting out to prove that he's still a dominant force in the league, even at 43 years old. Joining us now, I do believe, is Rick Rickett. Rick, how are you, sir? Uh, Pretty good. How are you? Fantastic. Losing my voice. But I am drinking my Black Rifle coffee. <laughs> yeah, you and, me, you and me both, brother. How you like it? I love it, man. This is my third batch that I've gotten. And uh, I sent some to my son as well. He loves it. I, I sent him the Blackbeard, and I think I've got the – I'll have to check. Uh, I'll have to check. I'll text you later. <laughs> nice. I'll, I'll, I'll try to find out what kind, of, what kind that I'm having right now. I just got it yesterday. I don't have it memorized. <laughs> What kind do you get? What, what kind do you have? Uh, we get the AK Espresso, but we have the subscription, but we just forget to change it up every month. So we've been getting that for like several months now. I do that too. Uh, I, this is the, is the first time that I've changed it up. I can't say I do that too because I've only been doing it uh, for about a month and a half. But yeah, great, great coffee. Yeah. Company. Well, we got the Super Bowl today, and. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, is there anything else to talk about? And my coffee, I, I've just been told the coffee I'm drinking now is coffee or die, and it's really good. If you like the strong, That's really good. Uh, good stuff. Strong coffee, strong black coffee, then, you know, I like it strong and black. Oh, <laughs> Jesus <that> Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, let's talk a little bit about uh, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes coming in as as a favorite to win the Super Bowl, only a slight favorite by three points. Of course, we know back in November they did uh, beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Tampa. What are your thoughts there on the uh, Kansas City Chiefs today? Well, I, I guess my thought, thoughts on the entire game is uh, which defense is going to make the play to win this one, right? Because both offenses are really great. So what defense is going to step up and make the, you know, that play or, or two plays to uh, uh, to win this game? I think that's what's going to come down to tonight. Well, if you're Andy Reid and you're doing your playbook and you're working with your defensive coordinator, you know, as we've said before many times, uh, defenses win championships. So if you're uh, Andy Reid and you're and you're working with your defensive coordinator and your defensive coaches and your defensive team, what are you doing to, to be able to stop a guy like Gronk and Tom Brady for that matter? I I don't think you'd really do stop Tom Brady because he already knows what you're going to do on defense before he snaps the ball, right? I mean, he knows what's man-to-man, what, what zone, what's cover two, what's uh, – he already knows what you're doing, so uh, it, it's just it's your it's your athletes on defense. Of what do you do? Uh, who makes the play? Who, whose defense makes the play here? Oh, I thought you were going to say something else, though, Rick. I apologize. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about this morning, Tom. I mean, we were talking about Black <laughs> Rifle Coffee Company, and then we're talking about the strong black and. Well, it's, it's the Black Rifle Coffee gets you gets you all over the board. Let's talk a little bit about Tom Brady. Uh, obviously, he's he said he's got six Super Bowl rings. He's a pro at it. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. Uh, he's going to 
come behind Peyton Manning to be a Hall of Famer because Peyton Manning's a Hall of Famer last night. Others were too. We, we can get into that here in a second. There just went another scroll, Rick. Did you see it? <laughs> What's but, that? Uh, Peyton Manning? I was talking about Tom Brady. I ended up talking about Peyton Manning. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> so Tom Brady, obviously, he's he's dominant in the with was dominant with the New England Patriots. He's he's hit just about every imaginable record possible. Four time yeah, Super Bowl MVP. Uh, threw for forty touchdown passes during the regular season. Uh, his most since two thousand and seven. Um, and he's told he's told reporters that he would continue to play past the age of forty five. At some point, uh, uh, Father Time catches up with you. Yeah, I actually look for like next season to be the last season, win or lose. I, it wouldn't surprise me if he, if they win tonight, he retires after tonight, and do it the uh, John Elway and Peyton Manning way, is to uh, go out on top. Because you know nothing's ever guaranteed, but if they win the Super Bowl tonight too, then I, well, I mean he's already the 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 debate is already over. Who needs who, Belichick or Brady? Right? Well, I think Brady's won that one hands down. Uh, no more discussion there. So if he wins the Super Bowl tonight, uh, I, it wouldn't surprise me if he retires after tonight if they win. So I mean. And there again, there's really no reason for him to retire. But there again, what else can he possibly accomplish? And, and you wonder, uh, people retire for various different reasons. They have different interests. They have different things. What do you think if he does retire here in the next few weeks, say they win tonight and, they, and Tom Brady does retire, what do you think he, he does? Does he disappear in the limelight? Does he get into ownership uh, with the Patriots somewhat? Or does he uh, – Get in the broadcast booth. You know they'll be talking to him and wanting him in the broadcast booth. If if nothing else on any of the major networks, he, he's going to have his pick of things to do, from writing books to doing movies, uh, or to just sit around and play golf all day long. Any of those things he's going to have the ability to do. But if you if you were to look at Tom Brady and he does retire this year, what are your thoughts that he does after retirement? I guess he uh, goes on to uh, continue to promote Ugg boots or whatever it was he was promoting <laughs> a few years ago. So uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what his motivation is for uh, after football. But if it was me, I mean, there's nothing else to accomplish, nothing else to I need to do. I'd be, I would just probably disappear and go fishing, right? So uh, I, I, I can see him. Maybe being something like Peyton Manning in a way. I don't know if it's like a TV show, you know, because Peyton does Peyton's places. But you might see him some commercials here and there. Or, uh, you know, I think he kind of like the whole Peyton Manning thing. Because Tom Brady, I don't know, I don't follow him on Twitter, but, you know, uh, he's, he's a pretty funny dude. So I think we see him on TV here and there. Well, yeah, he's just, I think that he, uh, He's gotten used to the lifestyle that he has, uh, so I, you know, I would think that he would he would be on TV. Maybe he'll make some cameo appearances and stuff. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. So let's talk a little bit about uh, the draft that's going to be coming up soon. The coaching changes that are going to be coming up. What do you think is going to be the biggest uh, coaching change or coaching hire uh, in the NFL uh, coming into twenty twenty one? 
my personal opinion, is Dan Campbell the biggest coaching hire. But that's also a biased opinion. Because he, did he get hired at the Lions? Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's okay. got a built. He's built a staff and everything now. So it's uh, him and, and Chris Spillman are going to have the Lions doing Oklahoma drills uh, from now all the way up to the start of the season. Uh, that is a culture change. Uh, the culture's already been changed. Bringing in Dan Campbell and Chris Spillman being like the uh, director, some, some kind of like director of operations there. Uh, it, it, the culture's already changed. So I look for the next couple of years. The Lions are probably going to they're going to make a serious push here, at least for the playoffs. I'm not going to say they're going to be a dominant team, an awesome team, but a potential playoff team. I maybe we can start talking about them here. It ain't going to happen this year, but because this stuff takes a couple of years to take hold. But I think in a couple of years, uh, we're going to talk about the Lions possibly in the playoff team. And if that doesn't shake the NFL to its core, then I don't know what does. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about Mike McCarthy. What do you think uh, is going to end up with him? Well, didn't Jerry Jones say he's not going to let Mike McCarthy go? He's, he's the coach. I think Jerry Jones sticks with coaches for two or three years, so – uh, it, 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 Dak Prescott, though, because uh, is he really the franchise quarterback? I mean, he's kind of just an average guy. They're trying to get you know elite talent out of an out of out of an average guy. So, uh, is it really Mike McCarthy's fault? Like I said, when you change a head coach, it takes a couple years for the systems to get installed for the for all that stuff. It it just does. So. Teams wanting to fire a head coach after one season is kind of ridiculous. So let's talk about, you know, as we talked about in the beginning of the of the season here, getting back on, on the Tom Brady train, if you will. And I, I'm going to ask Ed the same thing. You know, we joked uh, about Tom Brady and when we found out that he was going to the Buccaneers. Joining us now is Mo from the BS Sports Show. Mo, how are you, sir? I'm good. Hey, welcome back. Haven't had you on for a while. I know uh, things have prevented you from doing that. I'm so glad you took some time on it. Rick Riggins on with us here, and we're going to have Ed Kretz on, Tony Donahue. So we've got a lot of people coming on today. Uh, but, Mo, uh, again, welcome back. And uh, talk with us a little bit about – we were just talking about Tom Brady, what I was getting ready to say at the beginning of the season. We were basically saying, you know, go ahead and give the uh, the Lombardi trophy to, uh, to Tampa Bay because he's got – They've got Tom Brady. There's no season reason to have a season. We were having those jokes, but it, it became a, from a joke to a reality. And what do, you, what do you think was the main cause of that? Was it the fall of, of the Saints? What do you think was the main cause uh, of it going from a joke? Let's let's go ahead to well, one game away from it being a reality. Well, I mean, you know, for a while the the Saints were the the leaders, like you said, but I think it was finally. Tom Brady and Bruce Arians get on the same page. I think there were some growing pains uh, early on as they tried to figure each other out. Uh, you know, and Tom, you know, you look at a team that really had no training camp, no OTAs because of the, the pandemic. And so, you know, Tom's trying to figure uh, all the weapons he's got, uh, you know, and uh, and so I, I just think it took time for Tom to, to get on the same page with Bruce Arians. And then once they did, uh, you know, things just kind of took off. Uh, you know, we if Green Bay could have capitalized on any of Tom Brady's three interceptions in the second half a couple of weeks ago, 
we'd be watching Green Bay and Kansas City today, but it worked out for Tom, and uh, the defense has been really spectacular for Tampa as well. So things just kind of all came together, you know, in the middle of the season. Rick, uh, you got anything for Mo? Uh, I do not. How you doing, Mo? I ain't talked to you in a, in a uh, oh, I guess, a long while. It seems Good, like man. Good. Glad to be back on finally. We <laughs> yes, are glad, sir. We, we are glad to have you. So, again, tonight is the night. It's the Super Bowl 55, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. The other quarterback that we've been talking about, Mo, is Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, if you remember right, just a couple of years ago, was drafted by the MLB. And then when he, when he got into the NFL, he, he, ne- he has never looked back. Are we looking at Mo and Rick, you can, either one of you guys can answer this, but are we looking at the heir apparent uh, to Tom Brady with this with the, uh, Patrick Mahomes? Is this one of the greatest quarterback matchups in Super Bowl history? Uh, Mo or Rick, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at uh, the start of Patrick Mahomes' career, and if anybody's got a chance to track down Tom Brady, it would feel like it is Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you look at teams in the AFC and, you know, who who seems like they can dethrone the Kansas City Chiefs at this point. Uh, Mahomes already in NFL, uh, league MVP, Super Bowl MVP. He's got one ring under his belt, and the kid's, what, 25 years old. So uh, if there's anybody out there that, that has a chance to, to catch Tom Brady, it seems like it would be Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I mean, the kid's amazing. He does things in a completely different way than what uh, what Tom Brady does. But, you know, again, and not to say that he's a system quarterback in any way, but he's got a pretty good offensive coach in Andy Reid, and he's got some weapons. You know, and for any quarterback to be super successful, you got to have weapons. You look at a guy like Sam Darnold. If he moves on from the Jets and gets on a decent team, he could be a pretty good quarterback probably. But we, all we've seen is Sam Darnold with the Jets. So I, I think that Patrick Mahomes – uh, and Tom Brady both came into good situations when they came into the NFL, not to discredit their talent at all, because I think they're both phenomenal. Uh, but, you know, Patrick Mahomes got a pretty darn good start to his career. Rick, uh, what are your thoughts on Patrick Mahomes? Are we are we being premature and, and saying that he's the next Tom Brady? I, I, I heard a comparison this week that this is kind of would be kind of like LeBron James pay, playing Michael Jordan for a national championship. Is this kind of what we're looking at, Rick, with uh, Patrick Mahomes? Uh, it definitely looks that way. It, uh, how long can they keep all his weapons intact there in Kansas City? And then when they start having to give up guys, you know, because the, the team ain't going to last forever there, you know, because the contracts and everything else and how they can resign guys and just how all that money stuff works in the NFL. It's, Tom Brady never really had an elite receiver other than Randy Moss. Uh, over his whole career. So over Patrick Mahomes' career, uh, what are his weapons going to be five years from now, and are they still the dominant team? I think you can compare them to uh, when you start looking at the teams, looking at his teams like that. And I think it might be too early yet, but, I I, I mean, I'm on board. I'm saying that, yeah, he's probably the the next GOAT in line. But uh, let's look at at, uh, how he's doing in the next few years of, when they've got some, uh, when they got to change out some of the weapons here. Mo, well, Rick, and I were just talking about this before you called in, and and that is that you know, Tom Brady has said he, he feels like that he could talk, play past the age of forty five, and 
And Rick seems to think that if he wins tonight, that he goes and, and hangs it up and, you know, kind of doing what John Elway did and, and Peyton Manning did, uh, ending up his career on top. What are your thoughts about Peyton – I mean, not, not Peyton Manning, about about Tom Brady and his future in the NFL? I honestly think that he's a different kind of cat. I, don't, I think if he wins tonight, he doesn't hang him up. You can still see that fire and passion for the game. And, and you know, not that Tom Brady isn't talented and can't do things in other areas outside of football, but, you know, Peyton seemed different. John Elway seemed different. They had different aspirations. I don't think Tom Brady wants to be – in the front office or, or be in a, uh, you know, calling football games in the booth on TV. I, I think Tom Brady it, it realizes he's just a football player and win or lose tonight. I think there's no doubt that Tom Brady's back playing next year. Uh, that dude realizes he's in the middle of something special. He's got a pretty damn good team around him with good weapons. And, and I think he's the type of guy that'll take another crack at it next year. I don't think that he's uh, by in any way retiring tonight. So uh, let's talk about this uh, Brady Gronk matchup, Rick. Um, will he? Will Gronk catch his 13th career playoff touchdown pass from Brady tonight, breaking a tie with Joe Montana and Jerry Rice? Now that's it's like a prop bet. What do you think? Would you lay money on will. it? I think he will. That's a good prop. I bet. think it's a great possibility. Yeah, uh, I would say yes. Yeah, we were going to be talking some uh, prop bets with uh, Tony Donahue later. And Mo, you're a you're a betting guy. Is that a good prop bet? <laughs> uh, no, you know, honestly, I've take I have not taken uh, Gronk to score in the last two games because teams are watching out for it. And I've taken Cameron Brait and hit on the last two. So I think it's a better possibility that Cameron Brait, the other tight end, scores tonight over Rob Gronkowski. Rick, uh, well. It- since we're talking about prop bets, I'd save this in the list for that. We could go back to it. But Tom Brady will score four touchdowns en route to winning his fifth Super Bowl MVP tonight. That's uh, a tough call, man. <laughs> uh, four touchdowns against that Chiefs defense. It's possible. Uh, I don't know. I would say maybe not. Maybe three touchdowns and they get one or two on the ground. Mo, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm I with Rick. I think I, I think three. I think Mike Evans catches one. I think Cameron Brake catches one, and I think Scotty Miller or uh, or Godwin catch one. And I think that they get one or two on the ground with uh, Fournette and or Jones. Four is uh, is a lot, uh, and, you know. And Tom realizes now that he doesn't have to do everything by himself. Where in New England, you know, he was the offense. Uh, you know, I think he he is has come to rely on the weapons he has. So, I don't know that he feels like he has to. The only way I think you get a fourth touchdown is if they're trailing, uh, you know, late in the fourth quarter. Uh, but I think I'm with Rick. I think three is probably the number. Rick, do you think this is one of the greatest quarterback matchups of all time in Super Bowl history? Uh, it's got to be right now, right? I mean, you have to go, and then you have the up and coming go. You know, that's how it's being spun and played, social media and regular media. Uh, I, I think it is. It's got to be. I, I think that's right. I think it is. This, You know, this this feels, even though we're having the Super Bowl and even though, you know, COVID tried its best to, to stop not only the NFL but other sports and, and, we're, and we're actually having a Super Bowl Sunday. But, Mo, this feels a little bit different. It feels – 
Like, we're still being, even though we are, I guess we are, because they're not going to be the fans, but it feels like as many fans, I should say, in the stands. And I, I'm so glad that the NFL gave 7,500 frontline workers uh, free tickets to the Super Bowl. But this feels unlike any other Super Bowl. If, if anything else, this just feels like maybe another football game. It just seems like the buzz around the Super Bowl isn't there this year uh, as, as much as we'd like for it to be. And, you know, we're going to continue our traditions, and, and we're going to be watching the Puppy Bowl and, and eating all day and drinking. But, uh, you know, that's not going to change for us. Uh, but do you think that there's a, a just the there's just not the buzz around this year's Super Bowl? Uh, you know, I mean, I think it's different. But if you look at Super Bowls uh, generally overall, you know, usually there's only maybe 30% fans of the team. It's a very corporate event where corporate sponsors and corporations give tickets away to, you know, business partners and things like that. So uh, when you go to the Super Bowl now, it's hard to find, uh, you know, big sections of fans of that team. So, uh, you know, it may be different, but it may not be terrible in in that way. I mean, we're still having a halftime show. uh, You're still going to see the commercial. I think the difference you'll see is maybe, you know, in who's absent from the commercials where, you know, Pepsi and Bud Light and those those brands are absent from the Super Bowl commercials. That could be the biggest difference, I think, that we see. Rick, Kansas City has a stud at, at an all-pro safety position in Tyree Matthew. How big of an influence, how big of an impact in tonight's game will he have for Kansas City? Uh, well, I don't know. Tyree Matthew is kind of an impact in every game, so uh, I, I think he's very aware of him, uh, but w- w- kind of like what we was talking about earlier. I mean, when the Chiefs come out and line up for whatever defensive package they're in and what they're going to do, Brady already knows what they're going to do. So, that, But it's who's going to be matched up against him because Brady has all those weapons. So I think there is a game plan kind of for him, and Brady may not may not throw his way that too, uh, too often, but if you got Mike Evans on Tyron Matthew, uh, you're definitely throwing towards Mike Evans because Tyron Matthew isn't a big guy. He's not a big. He's not a big corner. So, uh, but yeah, he's a pretty big impact player. I'm sure is a game plan for him. Mo, let's talk a little bit about. We talk about defenses winning championships, and Bruce Arians we're very familiar with for being a former Colts here in Indianapolis. Does a great job with defensive coordinators. Rick and I were talking about this a little bit earlier. But what does Bruce Arians have to do with his defensive team? Uh, to figure out a way to stop Patrick Mahomes and that offense there. Well, you know, you've got uh, with Kansas City, you've got their all-pro left tackle out and Fisher. So I think putting pressure on Patrick Mahomes and and trying to get him to make a mistake, you know, as much and as great as he is, you know, the kid can still make some mistakes if you get pressure to him. So I think that you know, with this defense, uh, they're going to be able to stop the run game. The question is, can they get to Patrick Mahomes before he can get those dump-offs to Kelsey or, or uh, to Tyreek Hill? You know, that's where they get hurt is those small passes that are seven, eight, ten yards, and you've got Tyreek Hill and, and Travis Kelsey making huge plays out of them. So the question will be with uh, Kansas City down some linemen, can you get to uh, – can they get to him? You know, the guy who's replacing Fisher tonight was the uh, left tackle for the Carolina Panthers in the Super Bowl – against uh, the Denver Broncos where he gave up two sacks and a strip sack to Von Miller. So that's who's replacing uh, Eric Fisher tonight for the Chiefs. So, I mean, his last Super Bowl performance, not great. 
and, uh, and, and Tampa Bay's got guys on that uh, defensive front and those linebackers that can just fly to the quarterback. Uh, their uh, defense has been uh, as impressive to watch as their offense. So I, I think for Bruce Arians uh, and for the defense there, I, I think it's to get to Patrick Mahomes and disrupt those small pass plays that turn into huge yard gainers. Yeah, and you're absolutely right on that, Rick. You know, one of the things you gotta gotta look out with, with the Buccaneers is how they they use their edge rushers. And I mean, you look at Pierre, Paul, and Barrett, uh, and how they match up against the Chiefs' offensive line. You know, Devin White, linebacker for the Buccaneers, has got to be an X factor. He's probably going to be matched up against Wiley there uh, with the Chiefs. But what are your what are your thoughts there, uh, Rick? Uh, I just think for the whole game, not just the Bucks' defense, it's a uh... Yeah, both offenses are great, and both are, are, are going to score the points. But it's just going to be, like we talked about earlier, uh, which defense is actually just going to make that one or two the critical plays here to, to get the Colts win. That's what I think this all comes down to. Uh, is It's just what defense is actually is going to make plays when it matters. No, I don't, I don't know how much longer you can stay on with this, or Rick, for that matter. But one of the things I wanted to talk with you, Mo, because we haven't had you on in a while is play the homer card with us here in Indianapolis. The Indianapolis Colts are looking for a uh, quarterback. We, we had thought and hoped that maybe that would be Matthew Stafford. That did not happen. As obviously Detroit and L.A. made that trade. Uh, and so we'll, we'll see how that, that's, uh, that plays out. But the Colts, in their endeavor to find a – is it more important that they find a franchise quarterback, maybe find it through the draft, maybe they already have it with Easton there, or is it – more important that they find and try to emulate Tampa Bay and go try to find a big high high dollar uh, gunslinger to win a Super Bowl now. Well, you know, you you figure normally when you're in a, a winning team, you usually have a you know a four or five year window to do so. And you know, Jacob Eason, I don't is not anywhere close to being the quarterback, let alone the franchise quarterback. The kid didn't even get to see uh, a uniform. Uh, for the, the games last year. So uh, to me, you know, I know a lot of folks are interested in Carson Wentz coming to Indianapolis. And honestly, I know the history with him and Frank Reich. And I, I don't think that's the answer to me. If you're going to go get somebody, if you can't get Derek Carr from the Raiders, to me, the guy to go get, and a lot of people have disagreed with me on this, but I think it's Sam Darnold from the Jets. Granted, we haven't seen the best of Sam Darnold because he's played on the Jets, had terrible coaching, terrible uh, pieces around him. But I, I think the kid has shown flashes of greatness and can be good with a good offensive head coach and, uh, and you know, with a good team around him. He's got a great offensive line, a great running game, things he's never had in, uh, with the Jets. And the best part is he's still in his rookie deal, and the Colts could pick up a cheaper fifth-year option on him. So if you're going to trade for somebody at this point, uh, you know, I think that Sam Darnold would be the guy if I can't get Derek Carr. That would be my number one choice probably at this point would be Derek Carr. But – Sam Darnold, a close second. I know folks are excited and thinking that Carson Wentz could be here, but I, I don't know that that's the answer. A, he brings a high-dollar price tag. Uh, yeah. The the Eagles are going to want a ton because they're going to have $30 million of uh, dead cap space this year uh, if when they make the trade. So they're going to want a king's ransom for him. And, you know, the kid hasn't proven anything. What, what, what has he won? It's been Nick Foles that's won. Uh, a lot, and I think the Bears probably have a, a more attractive offer uh, to craft for the Eagles than the Colts would. So, uh, <clears throat> as much as people are hoping for Carson Wentz to be in Indianapolis, I'm uh, I'm hoping it's either Derek Carr or Sam Darnold. Well, 
neither one of them would be a bad, a bad pick. That's that's absolutely sure. Mo, Mo for the BS Sports Show. Mo, let's talk a little bit, get back on the on the Super Bowl train, if you will. Is there more to this Super Bowl than Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes? Is that is that the only two storylines that we're looking at? <laughs> no, I, I think – I mean, Travis Kelsey to me is, is huge, uh, not only for, for the Chiefs but for the Buccaneers because there's a guy that scored in every playoff game. There's a guy who's on track to possibly be in the greatest tight end to ever play the game, and you've got two great postseason tight ends playing against each other in, in Gronkowski and Kelsey, but – to me, that's the X factor of the entire game. Yeah, Tyreek Hill can hit the big plays downfield, but what Kelsey does uh, in between the hash marks and, and all game long, to me, is super important for both teams. Uh, Tampa Bay's got to do their best to have a spy on Kelsey and not let him beat him, and, and Kansas City's got to get him involved early and often. To me, that's the guy, I think, if there's not an MVP that comes from the quarterback position, which it normally is, Travis Kelsey could be the guy we're seeing holding that trophy at the end of the night. He, to me, is the X factor in the entire game. Rick Riggin, I know you got to go. I appreciate you jumping on with us. Uh, any final words of wisdom for today's Super Bowl, sir? Uh, well, I just, I, I guess I gave you my pick. Uh, I think uh, Tampa Bay's defense yes, does do just enough. I think they do just enough on defense, and I think Tampa Bay wins a close one here. Do you have a score? You want to just say Tampa Bay won a close one? Uh, they won a close one. Uh, we'll go like 31-28. I mean, I know the Chiefs are favored by three, but I think that's probably going to be a, pretty well the final score for both teams, right? The, the spread is three. Uh, touchdown or less. So, I, I would say uh, uh, let's just go 31-28. Rick, we appreciate you, man, and, and we'll have you on throughout the, the year here, but I know that you'll be back for us with the college football next year. Appreciate all the work you do for us, and you have yourself a good Super Bowl weekend, sir. Yeah, you too. Hey, good talking to, uh, to you again, Mo, and uh, have fun tonight, guys. Don't get in too much trouble. Oh, you too, buddy. <laughs> <He's farting>. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mo, you know, we were talking about the Chiefs being uh, favored by three, and I know you're kind of the betting guy, and Tony Donahue is also going to be on here in a little bit. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about uh, Vegas and – you know, this might be a game that a lot of people bet on for fun. That's why we have these prop bets. But, I mean, at three, even on a, on a, on a good day, that's kind of the game you want to steer clear of. So is this a game that you really want to spend a lot of time, uh, you know, putting any significant amount of money on? I mean, normally betting on, betting on the game itself by itself is not going to be a big money maker because – uh, both are at like minus 115, so that means you've got to pretty much bet a dollar to win a dollar 15. So, uh, you know, I, I put a small bet on the game. I took Tampa and the points. But the way to make real money on most football games, especially in the Super Bowl, is picking who's going to score touchdowns. And you don't have to pick who's going. You can pick who's going to score first. Those are better odds, or who's going to score last. But picking any time touchdown scores as a parlay. Uh, is the way to make good money. That's the way I've made money this football season is picking a parlay between both teams of who's going to score touchdowns, uh, and I've done pretty good doing that. So if you want to make money on the game, betting a ton of money on either team to win is not going to make you a bunch of money. You're you're betting, uh, you know, a little bit of money to win basically 15 cents, 20 cents extra. So uh, you're looking at things that have the plus in front of them, not the minus. So uh, getting those anytime touchdown scores, betting on, uh, you know, betting on – the game by quarters or by halves 
uh, can make you money uh, as well. But uh, the touchdown scores is how I'm making money on, on betting on football. Talking with Mo from the BS Sports Show. Mo, uh, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and we've got the Kansas City Chiefs at Tampa Bay. You know, it's one degrees here in Indianapolis. It's supposed to be 60-something in uh, uh, Tampa. Let me ask you this. It was they had Earlier on in the week, they had called for some rain. I feel like that that, could, that would have played in favor for the Chiefs. But uh, if it doesn't rain and it's normal Florida weather, I think that bodes well for Tampa Bay and being a true uh, home field advantage. Yeah, I mean, you know, the one thing that, that is different, like you talked about uh, earlier with it being a different Super Bowl, a lot of these players who have no Super Bowl experience didn't have to go through all the media being there all week long and all the parties and everything else that goes with Super Bowl week that can distract players. So I think that's one of the big differences that is uh, maybe in the favor of uh, of a Tampa because it would have been a circus down there this year. The first team ever to play at home, uh, if you would have had, you know, the normal media row and all the things that go with it, uh, you know, I think that's probably helped uh, the younger players that don't have any Super Bowl experience on Tampa. You look, you know, 90% of the roster from Kansas City played and won a Super Bowl last year, and you've got a few guys on that Tampa roster who have played in or won Super Bowls, but not a lot. So I think that, uh, you know, not only will the weather help, playing at home helped, but I think it not being the normal Super Bowl week with all the all the pressure and, and media that goes with it uh, is helpful for Tampa. So, uh, you know, they, they don't get the advantage of all, having all the home people there, you know, the home fans in, the, in and around the stadium. But uh, I think this different Super Bowl week could be, uh, could be helpful for these young guys from Tampa who have no Super Bowl experience. Yeah, and absolutely, and we'll we'll see how that that plays out. Joining us now, Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles, and our official NFL contributor. Joining us on our annual Super Bowl special, uh, also is Mo from the BS Sports Show. Ed, how are you, sir? Uh, doing good, hanging in there, watching the snow fly here in Philadelphia. It's really coming down, uh, going for about six, seven inches here today. On top of the fourteen inches we got on. Sunday last week, so we're we're buried here. But I'm doing great. Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, wow, we 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 haven't got that much snow. We do have some snow, but it's it's one degree here. So would we rather have the snow <laughs> or ha- have this frigid temperature? It is one degrees and uh, feels like it's really cold. <laughs> but, uh, well, I, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, it sounds like you're in Minnesota to me. I remember spending Super Bowl week out in Minneapolis three years ago, and I don't think it ever got above one degree. I mean, it was just cold all week, frigid. Frigid. Well, I'll tell you what, weather like this is good weather to have your uh, uh, Black Rifle coffee. Mo, have you you tried that yet? I have not. Uh, Normally, I uh, I am not a coffee drinker. I'd like to... uh, you know, just mainline the drugs right into my system to wake me up in the morning. <laughs> and, and, and did you get a chance to try that yet? I have I have not, but I do have okay. a cup of coffee in front of me. So there you go. Well, I've got some Black Rifle coffee. Uh, coffee or die, guys. And, and, and so, you know, let's go ahead, because it is Super Bowl Sunday. We're going to go ahead and play the Black Rifle commercial because – Black Rifle Coffee is now going to be a new partner with us here at The Balance. So what a better way to launch. And they've got great coffee. And here's the thing about it, guys. 
not only when you bag a, buy a bag of coffee, which is really good coffee, but when you buy it, they match a bag to the troops or for, first responders, and you get to pick that. So I picked the Army. So every time that I buy a bag, a bag automatically gets shipped to uh, the, the troops. And so they, 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 they do thousands of bags of free coffee to the, to the troops. And I had someone on Facebook tell me that, when, that their son's in the Navy and out at sea, and that's what they have and they serve on the ship is black rifle coffee. So got to try it, black rifle coffee. Be right back. Oh, hi. Uh, I've seen on the board, do you guys have black rifle coffee here? No, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted. So, um, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Le Pique, which, of course, in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists? Do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes. But it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wondering. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it. They make it fresh and yeah, roasted. Okay. Right. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. <laughs> there you go, guys. And uh, certainly uh, welcome them being a partner uh, to us. And they're going to be getting us some promo codes and stuff, too. So enough of the Black Rifle co- Coffee. But it is great because here's the thing. I don't ever have to worry about buying coffee because it automatically sends me a bag every 14 days or two bags or whatever I want to set up. So there, there you go, Ed. Are you sold on Black Rifle Coffee? <laughs> I, I, absolutely, man. It's a great deal. So we're talking with Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles. We've got Mo for the BS Sports Show on, and we're going to get into the Super Bowl talk here in just a second. But we were just playing the homer card uh, with uh, the Colts needing a quarterback. And, and obviously a lot of Colts fans wanted to see Matthew Stafford come uh, to Indianapolis. That didn't happen. And, and I know that uh, – Mo was just talking about like to see Sam Dar- uh, Darnold from the Jets come over or see Derek Carr come over. But, but there's also an angle and a group of fans that would like to see Carson Wentz uh, come over here. And I know that's a story that you've been uh, uh, knee-deep in for uh, weeks now. But what, where are we at with Carson Wentz? Because, you know, you're, they're gonna, you're going to – the Eagles are going to want a king's ransom for Carson Wentz. But I just don't know that it's in the Colts' best – interest to pay that ransom go ahead ed yeah I'm, I'm more like waist deep in this thing i mean it's been just kind of uh really picking up steam as we've gone along here and you know i've seen reports that have said he's going to be traded in the coming days um listen i, I think the eagles are drawing up a lot of interest in carson Wentz. i'm not sure how um, the veracity of some of those reports are coming you know within the coming days actually is um, but there are a lot of quarterback needy teams out there, and the market's already begun to kind of open up here with the trade of Stafford to L.A. and Goff back to Detroit. So uh, if you need a quarterback, you better get in early rather than waiting until late. And I know Chris said on Friday, I think, on the Dan Dacus show there in Indianapolis that 
they're going to explore all their options. They're not going to make a move out of desperation. Um, but who's going to play quarterback for a team like Indy who's looking to take that next step in the AFC? I mean, they're, they're a notch below, obviously, Buffalo and Kansas City, maybe Pittsburgh, too. Um, so you need a quarterback. And who's going to be the quarterback? Is it going to be Sam Darnold? I mean, you know, I guess you could take a chance on him, but he doesn't excite me. Are you, excite me. Are you ready to turn the keys over to him or, or Carson Wentz? I know Wentz struggled last year. Uh, I think there's a lot of reasons for why he's, you know, he's proven that he can win in this league. Uh, you know, he was playing at an MVP level in 2017 and 2019. He had a great final five games, took the Eagles and into the playoffs. So, I mean, he, he knows how to win. Um, and what other options are there? I mean, in Indianapolis, you, you tell me. I mean, I, I can't really think, <clears throat> think of many. I know some said Jameis Winston, um, a member of the exclusive 30-30 club in the NFL, 30 interceptions, 30 touchdowns when he was starting in Tampa. Uh, but I think he's probably going to go back to New Orleans as a free agent now that Drew Brees is likely retiring. Uh, and the Saints go with Winston and Taysom Hill. Uh, do you make a play for Derek Carr? And then you have to figure some other teams need quarterbacks too, like Washington. Who's going to be their quarterback? Alex Smith is uh, probably going to retire. Uh, do you bring Jimmy Garoppolo from San Francisco in a trade? I honestly don't think that it's going to cost the Kings ransom to get Carson Wentz. I, I really don't. I know a lot of people think they're going to get a first-round pick back. Um, if they do that, then Howie Roseman is the true magician because I don't think Carson Wentz is the one. I'm not even sure he's worth a two. I think the best they can hope for is a three and maybe an offensive player coming back, and you may still have to give a draft pick if you're the Eagles. So, uh, it, it, you know, we'll, we'll see how it all plays out. I, I know the Chicago Bears have been mentioned for Carson Wentz mm-hmm. um, with Nick Foles coming back to Philly, and then I saw a report with Tyree Cohen coming as well. Uh, and a first-round pick. Now, if Howie Roseman, the GM, gets that, then, you know, that's, he'll be the executive of the year, in my opinion. But teams do need quarterbacks. Quarterback's the most position, important position on the field. And, you know, this market, I think, is is hot. Uh, I just don't know how close the Eagles are to trading Wentz. Obviously, it's not going to happen on Super Bowl Sunday. The NFL doesn't want anything to upstage their game. Um could it happen early in this week? I think it could, but I'd be surprised if it does. I think, you know, nobody's desperate really in February at this point, but, and, and there are quarterbacks in the draft. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this market all shifts up for Wentz. But it, Indy needs a quarterback. I don't know where you're going to turn. Maybe Mo can clue us in a little bit. Who else is on the market, Mo, that the Colts could get, if not Wentz and Darnold? Well, you know, here's my well, question, yeah, Adam. I know it sounds like a, a dumb question, but I think we've all talked to, players who have had issues just just in your opinion does Carson Wentz love the game I mean is does he love football or has it become his job well I mean, he'll tell you that he's a competitor he loves to compete he was very upset when he got benched he said I'm not a I'm not a backup in this league so that indicates to me that yeah he does have a passion to continue to play this game and I hear what you're saying though are you going to trade for him and then he plays one year and the next thing you know he's retiring like Andrew Luck did uh, you know, Carson had a daughter that was born. Uh, she'll turn one year old in April. Um, I still think he wants to play the game. I still think he wants to win the Super Bowl, show uh, Eagles fans and people around the league that he can win the Super Bowl, and he believes he could have won that Super Bowl in 2017 before he got hurt, and Nick Foles had to finish the job for him. So I, 
Yeah, I think he still wants to play. I think he still wants to compete. He's only 28 years old. Um, I, I don't think, to me, I would be concerned at this point if he abruptly retires like Luck did. Yeah, I, to me, I think the thing for the Colts is, you know, Chris Ballard's not a guy who's gone out and paid a ton for free agents. Uh, and I don't know that, that he does that for Carson Wentz. Uh, you know, but you're right. There's not a lot of choices out there. You know, Sam Darnold, maybe Derek Carr. Uh, Houston's definitely not trading in division. Uh, <clears throat> you know, there's, there, you're right. There's not a lot of options. And I don't think the Colts can wait to try to develop somebody from the draft. I think they're in a win-now mode. You've got guys like Darius Leonard and Quentin Nelson uh, who will be coming up off their rookie deals in another year. So you've got to uh, find somebody to plug in, I think, to, to win now. And, uh, you know, you're right. Uh, other than Carson Wentz, there are a few options out there for the Colts. And, you know, I, what are Colts fans also going to accept? Uh, you know, Philip Rivers was a, a one-year stopgap, but, uh, you know, he'd obviously lost uh, a step and lost some zip on the football. So, you know, there were some winnable games that the Colts couldn't win with an older quarterback. So I, I think the Colts will be hoping to get, uh, you know, the success that, they, that the Bucks had with Tom Brady. But I don't know that it's out there right now, at, uh, you know, for, uh, for them other than Carson Wentz or maybe Sam Darnold. I don't think Derek Carr is a possibility unless the Colts are part of a, a multi-team trade for Deshaun Watson. I, I, I don't know who else they can go get at this point. Yeah, uh, I agree. I mean, yeah, go ahead, Tom. No, I, I'm just saying, just speaking of the Colts, I mean, I wanted to make sure that we give a special shout-out to Peyton Manning, who got in the 2021 first-round ballot to the Hall of Fame. Not really a, a shocking announcement there. But certainly great, and I guess now I asked Ed you the same question. I just asked Mo, do you think that the the Colts should be focused on having the next Peyton Manning or franchise quarterback, or focused on getting a Super Bowl win? Because I think we all would agree the Colts are one quarterback away from being very competitive in the Super Bowl competition. Well, you got to put your eggs in that basket. I think you go for the Super Bowl. Um, you know, this is a roster that's really close, and you don't want to waste a year or two on, on these players' careers trying to develop a quarterback that you might pick at. Where is Indy pick? Twenty-one this year. Uh, I yeah. mean, who, who are you going to get? Who are you going to get there? I mean, Mac Jones. I don't know. I don't. I don't know really. To be honest, I'm not sure. I like too many of these quarterbacks in this draft. Um, at least in the first round. Um, you know, I, I guess Trevor Lawrence is the cream of the crop for sure. But then after that, I, I, I'm not really sold on, uh, you know, the others that are being mentioned as, you know, top ten guys. So uh, maybe you can try to get one of those guys at 21. They flip, I doubt it. So you're going to take the 21 that you can develop unless you can trade up. And that's going to cost the Kings ransom. So uh, I would concentrate on the Super Bowl before I would developing a quarterback. And you still have Jacob Eason on the roster. I guess maybe, you know, he can – uh, develop into you know spot starter you know in case of emergency uh, I don't know I mean he'll be in his second year this year um, there was some speculation I thought that maybe Eason would come back to Philly in a Wentz trade just to get him you know in Philadelphia but I'm not sure he's the answer um, but yes I, to me you got to go out and have to find a quarterback and you know unless you're ready to pony up a lot of draft capital for Deshaun Watson I think you can get Carson Wentz. Uh, for not a first-round pick, I know the, the Bears are saying they're going to trade a first, but again, I think a lot of this is being driven by the Eagles uh, in hopes of drumming up a bidding war to get teams to compete so they can maybe bump it up to a first-round pick. But 
Uh, I'd be surprised if that happens, and I, I just think the Colts make too much sense not to get Carson Wentz um, in, in, on that roster with their connection with Frank Reich. They're hiring Press Taylor. The Colts are, who's a great friend of uh, Carson's, been with him in Philadelphia for a few years. Um, they also have Mike Grow, former offensive coordinator in Philadelphia. Um, it just makes too much sense to me to go get Carson Wentz, and I think the Colts would do it, but the Eagles are trying to get a first-round pick out of him, and the Colts don't want to do that just yet. We're talking with Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and our official NFL contributor, Mo from the BS Sports Show. This is our annual Super Bowl special, Super Bowl 55 uh, from uh, down in Tampa, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the home team, and uh, the Kansas City Chiefs looking to repeat with Patrick uh, Mahomes. Uh, Ed, you're very familiar with uh, Andy Reid and his coaching style and his organization. One of the things we talked about on the show yesterday, I know neither one of you were able to be on, one of the things we talked on the show yesterday about one of the good things about there not being the distractions with the Super Bowl, as we as we know, Andy Reid's son, the linebacker coach, um, I can't remember his first name, was involved in a uh, multi-car crash, very serious car crash that involved what we believe to be alcohol and pills uh, on that, and that could have been a huge distraction on the weekend before the Super Bowl. It did happen in Kansas City, and like we mentioned earlier, you know, the team I think actually flew in on Friday you know, as, as, as just like a regular business uh, away game. Uh, but Andy Reid, he's got that part of it and as far as distractions go. But what does he got to do to keep his team focused? If he's meeting with his coaches in his team meetings and, he, and he's putting this strategy together tonight to win a back-to-back Super Bowl, what, what's he doing? What's he talking about? Yeah, I mean, that's a – you know, his name is Britt Reed, uh, is the coach that uh, rear-ended a couple cars that were parked on the uh, off-ramp there in Kansas City. And, uh, you know, Britt Reed's had troubles in the past. You know, he's had his issues. You know, he was sentenced for drug abuse for eight, eight to 23 months in prison back in 07, probation. Um, you know, he's been known to point a hand. He was charged with pointing a handgun in a traffic incident at one point. I mean, he's had drug and alcohol issues for his whole life, I guess. And, you know, Andy, remember, lost a son uh, to an overdose back in, I can't remember the year, but it happened at Lehigh when they were in uh, training camp uh, where they used to train up at Lehigh University right outside of Philadelphia. Um, so his sons have battled these addiction issues. And, you know, it's an insidious thing, those addiction problems. And, you know, first and foremost, you, you got to, you know, your prayers, I guess, for the girl that was sent to the hospital with, you know, life-threatening injuries, or I think she's still in critical condition, at least she was as of last night, but as far as Andy Reid goes, I don't know how it's not on his mind, uh, you know, that girl first and foremost, and of course, his son kind of relapsing here, what looks like a relapse into the, into the drug and alcohol uh, addiction spiral. So uh, I would think that it, it's going to be on his mind. And if the Chiefs win, you might just see a huge outpouring of uh, emotion from Andy after the game. Um, but I think you don't get to become a Hall of Fame coach by not really being able to compartmentalize uh, what your jobs are. And right now his job is that he's got to get this team ready to try to defend its Super Bowl title. And, uh, you know, I think Andy is good at 
analyzing stuff like that, but that doesn't mean it won't be on his mind. Um, you wonder how the linebackers are on the Chiefs. You know, that he was their position coach, Britt Reed. Uh, and it's just a situation, especially for the family that, you know, uh, of the poor girl that is fighting for her life, I guess, in the hospital right now. Um, you know, so it's it really, it's really a sad, sad situation. But I think Andy will okay emotionally as far as once the game begins. I think his, you know, it'll be a good distraction, if you want to call it that, to get coaching in, in a game uh, and see if they can win another Super Bowl and then deal with the other stuff, you know, once the, once the final uh, gun sounds. Mo, uh, what do you got for uh, uh, Ed as far as uh, Super Bowl, uh, the, the, the Chiefs, the Buccaneers? It seems like all we've talked about here recently is Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes, but there are a lot of other uh, key players. Obviously, Gronk is going to be a factor there. Uh, Mo, but what do you got for us? You know, here's what's crazy to me is you, you do see coaches, uh, you know, get attached to have attachments with players. Uh, but, you know, you've seen Bill Belichick, who's never seemed to really have a close attachment to players. All the years that the Andy Reid spent in Philly, Ed, what was it about Andy that got that that uh, special feeling for the players? It's hard to really think of a more beloved coach by his players uh, than Andy Reid. What is it about Andy Reid and his coaching style or just the person he is that, that makes those players – really find themselves attached to Andy. He, he really does foster a family atmosphere. And, and you know, it's, it's strange to say that because his, his aren't, you know, you wonder how much of a family atmosphere there was with his own family when you see, you know, the path that his, his sons have taken. But, um, you know, I really think that he does care about it. He has shown the ability to give players second chances in situations most Notably under Andy Reid was Mike, Michael Vick when he got out of Leavenworth Prison. Um, he signed him to a contract and, and brought him in and kind of re, rejuvenated not only his career, but Mike Vick. So, uh, you know, if you're a player, you know, you know Andy Reid's going to have your back. And in turn, if you're a player, you want to have Andy Reid's back. Uh, and that's why they play for him. That's why they uh, do all the right, try to do all the right things under him. And it's just, you know, you say it like I said, and then you look at his own family structure, and it's just kind of a mess. And I, and I you know, uh, you know, I saw what it was like here, and how he really was married to his job, and you know, his wife. You know, I don't want to say too much there, but um, you know, something went wrong there in that family structure. But as far as his players go, he's got their back. He fosters, you know, care about each other mentality, uh, and that makes what. You know, these players want to play for Andy Reid, in my opinion. And I, and I think that that's what we're going to see today. Is I think you're going to see maybe use this uh, situation with Andy's son to kind of rally and, 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 you know, try to use that as sort of a bit of a rallying point. And, um, you know, I, whether that will be an emotional lift for them, I, I don't know. But I just think that Andy is good at taking care of his players, giving players second chances. Uh, and understanding the mentality that we have to take care of each other, and in this, inside this locker room, we're family and we stay together. Talking with Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com, Mo for the BS Sports Show. It is Super Bowl Sunday, it is our Super Bowl special. I don't know how much longer that I've got you guys on here, but I do kind of want to go around and, and get your thoughts on both sides of the line. We'll start with you, Mo, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
give, give us a, an overview of the, the key factors, the X factors, the dark, dark horses to look for in tonight's game. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, to me, the the X factor uh, in the game is going to be Travis Kelsey, not only for Kansas City's offense, but for Tampa Bay's defense. Uh, you know, he can hurt you in that 7 to 10-yard range and turn those into to huge plays and <clears throat> huge scoring drives. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, for me, it's going to be how does Tampa Bay handle taking Travis Kelsey out of this football game? I mean, you've always got to worry about Tyreek Hill, but those plays are fewer and far between to me. It's Travis Kelsey that, that's going to drive this ship uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs, and, and not only that, but for the Tampa Bay defense. I think Tampa Bay is going to do their best to try to get to Patrick Mahomes and disrupt some things, but that to me is when it gets dangerous for teams because that's when Travis Kelsey's sitting out there seven yards out and gets a big pass and has a lot of room to run. So to me, the X factor in tonight's game for both teams is, is Travis Kelsey. And go ahead, uh, Ed. What, what are your thoughts on both sides of the line there? Well, yeah, I mean, Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in football for sure, and it's kind of cool on the other side of the line is Rob Gronkowski, who's you know, two very good. Gronkowski isn't what he was, but he certainly is one of the great tight ends in NFL history. Is that right now? Um, and then you look at the quarterback matchup, you know, Brady's the best to ever play the game. I'm sold. I'm convinced. Ten Super Bowls. How can you say this point? I kind of undersold him all year long. I'm surprised. I'm not surprised. You know, they're the Super Bowl again under Tom Brady with a different team, different coach. Uh, he is again. So he's going for his seventh Super Bowl. So he's the greatest of all time. And then the Chiefs quarterback, Mahomes, isn't the greatest of all time yet, but he's the greatest right now in the game, in my opinion. Um, so that's an interesting matchup. But, you know, as far as my X factor, I would, you know, I'd probably say Tyree Kill for the Chiefs. Uh, you know, when they, these two teams met in the first in the regular season at the end of November, the game won by the Chiefs 27-24. The Chiefs got out to a 7-0 in the first quarter, and the Bucks never knew what hit them. But what hit them was Tyree Kill, who had, you know, 269 yards receiving in that game on 13 catches. And I'm not sure they have any secondary that can match up with Tyree Kill if you're Tampa. And then on the other side of the ball for Tampa, my ex-factor, uh, might be Leonard Fournette. I think they might be calling for some weather in Tampa. Um, Fournette, you know, he's a, he's a pounder on the ground. Uh, and I think they're going to try to do some run game to kind of keep Mahomes off the field uh, and pick their spots for Brady to make plays. I mean, these two teams combined for, I think, 90 pass attempts in their first meeting. I think Brady threw the ball 40 times. Um, Mahomes threw it 49 times. But I expect the X factor for Tampa to be the grand game. Uh, maybe Ronald Jones or Leonard Fournette kind of getting some traction on the ground and try to pound the ball uh, against this Chiefs defense. Are you still with us, Ed? Yeah. Did, did you hear me? Okay. All right. Great, great. Hey, Ed and Mo, can you guys stick around or do you got to go? I, I got to jet, my friends. Have a great Super Bowl, guys. Uh, I've missed talking to you. It was great to, to hear from both of you again today. All right, Mo, thank much. you. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Ed, are you staying or you got to go? Yeah. All right, great, great. Standing by also in the balance green room is Tony Donahue for the Tony D podcast. Going to be breaking down some uh, prop bets for us. We're going to continue our Super Bowl special. But, hey, what would a Super Bowl be without commercials? Could be a little bit different feel of some of the bigger names are using their marketing dollars elsewhere other than the Super Bowl. But there are some pretty good 
uh, Super Bowl commercials on the way. So we've got three to preview for you. We'll be right back right here on the Balance Radio Network. Bronk. What up, TV? What do you think my next move should be? Give it to me straight. Maybe it's just time I hang them up. I got one word for you. Retirement. If you retire now, you're going to be walking on soft sand in a week. Just come to Florida and feel the wind in your hair. Retirement is like winning another one. Maybe I'll even join you. On a spotty network, this is what Tom heard. If you retire now, you're soft and weak. Just come to Florida and win another one. Maybe I'll even join you. Just go with another one. Like it's that easy, Kronk. Maybe it is. I still feel like I have a lot to accomplish. My goal is to win one more. And Gronk's coming with me. I'm retired from retiring? Ma! Where are my football pants? Don't trust big decisions to just any network. Go with T-Mobile, the GOAT in 5G. And I'm not soft or weak either. T-Mobile is the leader in 5G. This local access message is brought to you by Uber Eats. Freeze World! Freeze World! Perfect time! Excellent! <laughs> hey everyone! Welcome to Wayne's World. Party on Wayne. Party on Garth. As a local access show, we want everyone to support local restaurants. But we'd never manipulate you the way all these other commercials do. Oh God. Sure, that's really sad. Totally. We're better than that. Yeah, we'd never shamelessly rely on a celebrity cameo. Right, Cardi B? Yeah, eat local. Or jump on the latest trend. Eat local. All right. Local eat. Wings world. Yummy time. Excellent. Did you know that Norway sells way more electric cars per capita than the U.S.? Norway. <laughs> well, I won't stand for it. Come on. Oh, never mind. With GM's new Ultium battery, we're going to crush those losers. Crush them! Let's go, America. Keenan, Norway's out EVing us. Wait, what's this? Oh, it's my daughter's birthday. She's really an Irish lady. I don't lately. care. Grab an EV, meet me in Norway. Okay, can I say goodbye to my family? Nope. All right. Aquafina, ah! <clears throat> sorry to disturb you, but Norway's beating us at EVs. Nuh-uh. Uh-huh. Nuh-uh. Uh-huh. Meet me there in an hour. Can I ride with you? No! GM's Ultium battery is made for all types of vehicles, so soon everyone can drive an EV. Oh! Why didn't we all just go together? No, and Will is probably flying private. Hey, Norway, listen up, you fish-loving! Oh, this place is adorable. Damn it. Where are you guys? We're in Finland. Where are you? I'm in Norway. Norway? You're in Sweden. Damn it!
right, and welcome back to the Balanced Super Bowl special. Obviously, that was the new uh, Super Bowl commercial with uh, Will Ferrell. Hilarious. I know that the audio doesn't always do the most justice when you watch it. There was the uh, Wayne's World Uber Eats uh, as well on the, on that one, on, the, on those commercials as well. So it, it feels a little bit different, but we're having as much fun as we can. And the Puppy Bowl will be on at 2 o'clock. Joining us now to break down the Puppy Bowl is Tony Donahue from the Tony G Podcast. Tony, how are you, sir? <laughs> Yeah, what do what do we do? Is the one that uh, is it is it like horse racing? The one who takes a pee over in the corner? That's the one that's going to run for the next <laughs> touchdown. Like I love it. I mean, it is my good cause. It, it, all the money that's raised and everything goes to the humane society. But it loves. You just, you just let these puppies just roll in. There's just something about watching little puppies uh, play around on Super Bowl weekend. Ed Kratz, beat writer, Philadelphia Eagles, and SI.com, our official NFL contributor, joins us as well. In all seriousness, guys, we're, we've got us a Super Bowl to play. It, it seems like a lot uh, to be talked about the quarterbacks, and that's uh, Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. And, you know, and I know you were on the show yesterday, Tony, and we talked a little bit about it in detail as far as that goes as well. Uh, but let's, let's start things off with you, uh, Tony. I know that you're uh, knee-deep or waist-deep into the uh, betting world, and you've got some things to look at. And so tell us, when, you, when you're watching this game tonight, what are you looking for? And, and if, if you're telling us where to put our money at today, where are we going? Well, you know, I, I'm on the Chiefs, and I know it's Tom Brady, and he's the greatest of all time, and that might come back to buck me. But, um, you know, and I know he's playing in his home stadium, but I like the Chiefs in this one. Um, I think that it's going, it's going to end up being pretty much close to a track meet. I know Tampa's got a really good defense, but fallout on the offense, we know they can do so well. Um, I'm at 34-27 in favor of the Chiefs. One of my favorite prop bets is largest lead of the game to be under 14 and a half. I don't think this game gets away from either team. I think they're within one score um, at all times. I think maybe the, the, the highest a team will be up tonight is maybe 10 points. But um, I love um, Travis Kelsey. Anytime touchdown, you're going to have to pay the juice for that. But I think it most certainly will happen. Um, longest play from the line of scrimmage to be over 46 and a half yards. And uh, I'm sure you guys talked about that. We talked about it yesterday, but another prop bet. Hey, um, Carson Wentz going to the Chicago bears. And it's funny that you should say that Tony, we were literally just talking about Carson Wentz going to the Chicago bears. So we'll uh, pass the ball all over to Ed Kratz. Go right ahead, sir. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'd take that bet just yet. Um, you know, I know there's been a lot of buzz now around the Bears. Carson Wentz going to Chicago. But uh, I think some of this is being generated by the Eagles. I think they're trying to create a bidding war to kind of get the maximum return for Carson Wentz. And, you know, the reports I heard were Chicago is ready to give up their number one pick and uh, an offensive player uh, and Nick Foles, which, you know, that'd be a great story, you know, for Foles and Wentz to swap teams after just a couple of years ago, the Eagles decided to keep Wentz and let uh, Foles go out on the free agent market and he signed with Jacksonville. But um, I, I just think right now the Eagles are doing their best to try to prop up Carson Wentz um, and generate a bidding war. And, you know, Chicago's in this, but to what extent? Um, I'm not so sure. Uh, I know ESPN has reported that he's going to be dealt in the coming days, whatever that means. Um, certainly won't happen today. The NFL won't, you know, stand for something like that, upstaging their Super Bowl. Um, but I don't think that, you know, 
you can count out the Colts at this point. I really don't. I mean, if, if they're buying what Philly's selling as far as Chicago being disinterested, uh, I think Indianapolis can still take a swing at this thing. Um, and I think you have to look at kind of a, a dark horse candidate maybe being the Las Vegas Raiders who, you know, their general manager, Mike Mayock, is a Philadelphia guy who really let the world know about Carson Wentz back when he was at North Dakota State. Uh, Mayock loves him. John Gruden loves him, had him at his quarterback camp when he used to do those quarterback camp segments for ESPN. Um, you know, but they've got a problem with their car. You know, he's making a lot of money, so they have to do something there. But I, I just don't think uh, if I was a betting man, and I guess that's what that's this, you know, the prop bet being Wentz going to Chicago, I'm not sure I would take that bet just yet. Tony, let's talk a little bit about some of the other players other than Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady in this game. Uh, you look at Tyring Matthews. I mean, he is an absolute beast. Uh, you talk about prop bets. Uh, he'll have a pair of uh, interceptions in the Super Bowl tonight. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, it's, that's a tough one. I, I wanted to go back, if you don't mind, and ask Ed. I mean, go Philadelphia, right ahead. Sure. Absolutely. Philadelphia is asking for pretty much the world for a quarterback that they bench. So I, I just don't see how uh, they're going to be able to, I mean, maybe the bears because, and like you said, maybe even Las Vegas, because sometimes the front office makes, makes moves that they shouldn't. But I mean, I don't understand how Philadelphia can ask for the moon for a guy that they bench. Well, I mean, that's, that's their job. You know, it's the old saying, you ask for the moon and you maybe settle for a star. I mean, you know, you start high and then you negotiate, but you know, that's what they're asking. Uh, and I, I agree with you. I don't think they're going to get a first round pick, to be honest. I, and especially if you're Chicago, I mean, you know, Ryan Pace, their GM, and the coach, Matt Nagy, I mean, they really have one year left to kind of prove that they can take this Bears team into the playoffs and make a little bit of a run, or I think they they could both be gone. And, you know, if you want to take your chances with Carson Wentz, I mean, I know Matt Nagy knows Wentz pretty well. Um but listen, this isn't all about coaching Carson Wentz. This is also about Carson Wentz accepting some responsibility. Uh, he's a noted stubborn uh, type of player to deal with. There's been some, you know, issues between him and coaches in the past, especially Dee Filippo, who was in Chicago as the quarterback coach. I mean, I'm sure Carson would really enjoy going back to play for Dee Filippo, even though Dee Filippo did a great job with him and made him an MVP candidate in 2017. Those two had uh, some some pretty good standoffs um, with DeFilippo wanting Carson to do things one way and Carson being resistant to doing it that way. So, uh, listen, the Eagles are, are asking for one. They can ask all they want. That's their job. Whether or not they get it, we'll see. Um, and that's why I think they're just trying to create this bidding war to get the best return that they can uh, for a player that, you know, can you fix him? You know, will he allow himself to be fixed? Will he allow himself to be coached, uh, except coaching? Uh, you know, maybe Frank, that's why Frank Wright makes a lot of sense because those two had a very, very good relationship in Philadelphia. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, Press Taylor is going to be coming on board there. Him and Press Taylor are good friends. Him and Barson, you know, they've been together for years in Philly. Mike Rose there in Indianapolis as a receiver coach. He was here in Philadelphia as a receiver coach and an offensive player. So there's history there. Uh, the Colts just don't want to give up that number one. And I and I heard and you know that what the Colts kind of countered with with Philadelphia was they would give up their one, but they want Philadelphia's second round pick, which is number seven, in exchange. 
uh, and I'm not sure the Eagles want to do that. So there's still negotiating going on uh, between the Eagles and other teams. I mean, I think New England could eventually get in this mix at some point, but uh, the Eagles are going to ask what they want for a one. I'd be surprised if they got it, but you can't blame them for trying. Okay, Tony, I didn't know if you had anything else for either. That's fine. So let's talk about Tyree uh, Matthew with the, with the Chiefs. What are your thoughts on his impact on the game tonight, Tony? I mean, yeah, he's a game record. He's going to have to uh, lay back in coverage. I mean, there's so many weapons that the Buccaneers have. Um, for him to get multiple interceptions, I mean, that's see, we're, we're talking that, that'd be an MVP caliber type performance tonight. Um, I'm not sure I would want to touch that. But, I mean, yeah, that, that Chiefs defense is going to have to keep up with Tampa's offense just as much as the Tampa Bay defense is going to have to keep up with Kansas City's offense. And I, and I, I told you yesterday, you know, I think a, a, a major key to winning tonight is for the defense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to be off the field as much as possible for Tom Brady to go on long drives and Tom Brady to spend a lot of time on the football field to give that defense a rest because we know that Kansas City is going to get you into a track meet. I mean, they put, they basically play basketball out there on the court, uh, on the field. So, um, you know, it, it, it's the key to just to keep your defense off the field well rested. That means long drives for Tom Brady and that Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense. Ed, you know, one of the things about the Buccaneers' offense is, and one of the key roles in that is, is that Brady-Gronk combination. You know, there is that possibility that tonight he could catch his 13th career playoff touchdown pass from Brady. Breaking that tie would, would, be, would be breaking a tie with Joe Montana and Jerry Rice for the most touchdowns for a duo in the postseason history. However, Ed, Gronk hasn't caught a touchdown pass from Brady since December, so I don't know if two weeks of prep time has been enough to improve that. But 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 the Buccaneers need to have that uh, Brady Gronk combination. Sounds like he's due to me. You know, if he's going that long of a stretch without a touchdown pass, I sounds like he's due. And you know, these two have done it uh, in the Super Bowl together before. You know, uh, and I would I would probably take a bet that says they're going to do it again tonight at some point. Um, but I think, you know, one of the big matching problems in this game is Tyree Kill against the Tampa Bay uh, defense. I mean, he just vaporized them in the regular season matchup back in November, uh, you know, over two, almost 270 yards receiving, three touchdowns. I mean, the Bucks don't have anybody to match up with that speed. Very few teams do. So it'll be interesting to see how they kind of defend against that the second time around. I think that's the key is, you really have to keep Hill in check. You can't let him go nuts. I mean, the, the Bucks were down 17 to nothing in that game back in November in the first quarter. They never know what hit them. Um, and by the time they adjusted, it was too late, and they ended up losing by a field goal. So that, to me, is a huge matchup for Tampa. Todd Bowles better figure something out uh, to kind of neutralize Tyreek Hill. He can't go for 270 yards in this game, or, or Tampa's not going to have a shot. Tony, let's talk about another bold call, if you will. It's not necessarily my call. It's just a, a, a thing that I've heard a lot of people talk. Of course, everybody loves to talk about Tom Brady. So uh, we'll take that into account and, and take it for what it's worth. But there is that bold call that Brady will score four touchdown, uh, touchdowns en route, to, en route to winning his fifth Super Bowl MVP tonight. Again, that, that one is tough just because we know how much they like to go to Leonard Fournette, uh, what do they call him, playoff Lenny. We know that Fournette's probably going to get a touchdown. Um, so th- you're saying that they're going to score 35 points, they're going to score five touchdowns if, if Brady throws for 
for four because I'm almost guaranteeing you that Leonard Fournette gets a touchdown tonight. Um, I don't see that. Uh, it would be a it would be a hell of a hell of a game for Tom Brady, but uh, I definitely wouldn't be putting my money on that. And if we if we're looking at we talked a little bit about the the offensive line. I mean the the offensive line and defensive line with the Chiefs. Let's talk a little bit about the offensive line and defensive line with the Buccaneers. We know that they've got Tom Brady, and we know they've got the uh, uh, Gronk combination, but we also know that the Buccaneers have a wicked, sneaky uh, defense. What do the uh, Buccaneers have to do defensively-wise to beat Patrick Mahomes? Well, you know, I, I like that Clyde Edwards Hilaire a lot, too, on the ground. I think the Chiefs are going to try to soften up that defense or at least keep that defense on their heels a little bit because the Chiefs' offensive line is going to be missing, obviously, towards the Achilles back in the AFC Championship game. So he's out, and that's kind of forced a, a juggling up front. I think Mike Remmers, the – Right tackle is going to move over to the left side, and I think Stefan Wisniewski, who won a Super Bowl with Philadelphia as a starter in 2017, uh, he's going to step in at left guard, veteran player. But, uh, you know, I think that's advantage Tampa with that defense they have. You know, Jason Pierre-Paul has been in this league since 2010, and he's playing like he's, you know, 25 years old, in my opinion. He, you know, he's relentless, and I love the way he plays. Uh, you know, like Shaquille uh, Barrett, the, the linebacker. And then how, how can you not love that front seven as a whole for Tampa with, you know, the two linebackers, Levante David and, and Devin White. I mean, that, those guys are game wreckers. So I think it's going to be a challenge for Patrick Mahomes. He's going to really have to kind of uh, keep this defense off balance as best as he can. And he's going to have to be mobile. And he's got that, that I know, you know, he's going to the Panthers probably before the game, maybe at half doesn't feel it and he can move around but he's going to be, uh he's going to face some pressure next game i think and how he deals with that pressure and how to be able to keep them off balance with that clyde edwards hilaire who like i said i really like him i think he runs hard he's only five seven but he weighs 205 pounds and he's a he's a load to bring down and if he can you know keep them off balance with him soften up that defense a little bit then that will allow mahomes to make plays maybe buy him some time with play action um, because I think this defense is going to be a, a formidable challenge for Kansas City, to be honest, especially with that offensive line being, uh, you know, a little bit mixed up. Tony, this quarterback matchup has got to be one for the for the archives, one for the history. I mean, you, we can name a lot of great uh, uh, quarterback matchups in Super Bowls. I mean, most recently, probably one of the biggest would be uh, Nick Foles and Tom Brady. But this feels like it's got to be one of the biggest quarterback matchups in Super Bowl history, at least in the top ten. Well, I mean, it's it's. I, I feel like it's almost the passing of the torch. You know, I mean, we don't know how much Tom Brady has left in the tank. We don't know if he wins tonight. If he decides, you know what, that's it for me. I'm done. I don't think it's going to be the case. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is this is the the greatest of all time, and a guy who has the potential to be the greatest of all time. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that this is this is must watch. I, I, I'm going to be interested to see what the ratings are for this game because you've got, you know, everybody pretty much staying home, watching the game like they normally do. But there's going to be more TVs because there's less. There's going to be more TVs on this because there's less people going to other people's house to watch because of the pandemic. So I think you could see probably the highest rated Super Bowl of all time, um, and it, and it is it is must watch. The NFL has this. It has this all, whether you like it or not. Whether you, 
whether you agree with some of the stances that they've taken, whether you agree with where they are, and whether you like the teams or not, you're going to watch tonight, and this is going to be probably the most watched Super Bowl in history. Absolutely. And, and you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Ed the same question that I asked you, uh, Tony, so I apologize about the repetition. And, and, and I guess what I would want to say is tonight Joe Biden is using this opportunity to be on, on the platform stage to – unlike – I mean, like other presidents have, obviously this has been kind of a tradition and passed down – uh, since George Bush started doing it, and that's an interview on Super Bowl uh, with the network during the Super Bowl or having taped interview, if you will. We've had so much go on in our country with the COVID. Do you think that, that there's been a head-on collision between sports and politics? And, and I think at some point we've got to separate those because I think a lot of people, especially in the Super Bowl, and I, it's nothing to do with Biden himself. I mean, he is the president of the United States now. Whether you like him or don't like him, just like Trump was president, whether you liked him or didn't like him. But I wonder, is it the most appropriate message for an interview at the Super Bowl to talk about his uh, COVID relief stimulus package? Ed, do you think that there needs to be that separation of, well, church and state, uh, metaphorically speaking? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think we've seen presidents involved with sports all the time. We see them throw out first pitches at the World Series or, you know, to start the season. I mean, it dates back years and, you know, decades, really. I mean, this this association. And listen, this is this COVID stuff is a national crisis. It's been a year now since we've had this virus running around our country uh, for whatever reason and why we haven't been able to control it any better. Um, so I, I, I think this is a, a, a something that we haven't dealt with before, this type of a pandemic. And, you know, if you want to use it as a, as a stage to talk about it, then, you know, by all means, I, I, go ahead. I mean, um, I, I don't really have an issue with any any of that. But, uh, you know, but the, I, I want to get back, you know, to, to what Tony said there about this passing of the torch. I can I can still remember, you know, sitting in the media hotel in Minneapolis three years ago on this show uh, on a, I guess it was Saturday morning at that point, and talking about the past against the torch between the Patriots and the Eagles, Tom Brady, you know, calling a career spinning that 2017 or 2018 Super Bowl, I guess it was, uh, and Carson Wentz, who wasn't playing in that game, but had that MVP season uh, with the future laid out ahead of him being a bright young star in the league. Uh, and I was completely wrong. I mean, here we are. Tom Brady's forty, going to be forty-four, I think, this year. Uh, he's still doing it, and he didn't retire after that Super Bowl or the year after. And Carson, the, you know, the wheels have come off. So while I don't expect that to happen with Mahomes, um, I don't know how long. Okay, he talked about wanting to play beyond forty-five, uh, the possibility of that. So uh, you just never know. I guess is my point. What the heck's going to happen? <laughs> You know, beyond the Super Bowl, I mean, I would have could have swore that Tom was done back then, and Carson was going to be the bright star, and Mahomes looks like he will be a bright star. But again, uh, you just never know what's going to happen. Let's say, uh, Tony. Let's say, like, like you said, I don't think it's going to happen either. He has told multiple media outlets that he plans on uh, playing past. 45 years old. But let's say Tom Brady does uh, pull a Peyton Manning or John Elway and says, hey, I'm, I'm going to uh, end at the top of my game. I'm done. I've, won, I've done everything I could possibly do, and he retires. What is the next chapter for Tom Brady? 
you know, that I don't know because I don't know him personally. But I, I, I do think if he were to retire, I mean, you, you probably do what Peyton Manning did, and you want to spend some time away from football, and you want to spend some time with your family, and, uh, you know, just, just kind of catching up for lost time that you didn't have. But uh, I think he's a competitive person. Does he coach? Maybe. You know that CBS or, you know, NBC, somebody's going to make a run at him to be an analyst um, and be in the booth. Um, but but I really don't know what's next for Tom Brady. I mean, you know, you go home to your supermodel wife and your kids and you, you wear some Uggs around the house, hit the ocean. Maybe you go somewhere where <laughs> nobody knows who you are for a while and you just enjoy your life. I mean, eventually I think that that, that itch would uh, want him that, – that itch would come back and he would want to get back into football. Um, but, but yeah, I'm not exactly sure because I don't know the guy, but I, I, I got to assume it's spending some time with the family. Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady's got a pretty rough life, and I, and I feel bad for the guy. I just I just wish he didn't have it such a hard way. And, I mean, he just got a string of bad luck, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, All right, guys, it's, it, it's, it, that time has come. The time has officially come. It's time for our annual picks, and we'll review what we have already. Uh, Adam Jividen yesterday he picked the um, he picked the Chiefs. Sorry, uh, Rick Riggin today picks the Bucks. Mo picked the Bucks by three. And Tony, you're up. I'm gonna go Chiefs by seven, thirty-four to twenty-seven. I think they'll get a score in the fourth quarter in a tie game. Uh, and then they'll stop Brady on defense and win their second consecutive Super Bowl. Ed, what are your uh, who's your official pick for the Super Bowl Fifty Five? Yeah, it's hard, hard to pick against the Chiefs with all that speed and um, you know, the weapons they have. But I'm I'm going to go with Tampa here. Um, you know, I think Tom Brady in a revenge situation, coming off that loss in the regular season. Um, he already avenged his two defeats to the Saints in the playoffs this year, and I, I think he's going to find a way to do it again. And I think the defense is going to give him a big assist by, um, by making life a little bit more difficult than the Chiefs are used to. Kind of like what we saw the 49ers do to them last year, um, but then you know Mahomes hit that huge pass uh, to kind of bail them out. But I think Tampa is going to find a way to win. Give Brady his seventh Super Bowl, and. I'm going to call it uh, Tampa 27, Kansas City 24. That kind of flips the script from their earlier season game this year when it was 27-24 Kansas City. So this time I'm taking the Bucks to win by that same score. Yeah, I see. I hear that number 27 as a common denominator in a lot of people's picks. So I'm going to go ahead and roll with that, but I'm going to say 27-21. Kansas City wins again multiple Super Bowls. And I'll even make another bold prediction. Tom Brady does not retire if he will be back, uh, just like Arnold Schwarzenegger was in Terminator. So, guys, we can pretty much come to the end of it here. We're going to let you guys give us your uh, final words of wisdom. We'll start with you, Tony. Break it down for us. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay put our money. We're not to put our money. What say you, sir? Yeah, I mean, again, I like the Chiefs here. I've even pushed the spread to about minus five and a half. You can adjust the spread a little bit, get a little bit more money on your return. I think it's a seven-point win for the Chiefs. Um, you know, like we talked about yesterday, it's it's so tough because this is it's a normal C for Tampa. This is, you know, they slept in their own bed probably all week until last night 
uh, when they had to go downtown to the hotel. It's, uh, you know, but same for the Chiefs. This is just a regular, normal away game. They didn't fly in until yesterday, so we'll see what advantage that, that may cause. Um, yeah, there has been some distractions on the Kansas City side, but I like the Chiefs. Mahomes too good. He's too smart. He's too fast. He has way too many weapons. Uh, I got the Chiefs in this one. Ed, what are your final words of wisdom here for Super Bowl 55? Kudos to the NFL for getting the season, to be honest. I mean, here we are Sunday. There were some bumps along the way with the COVID, uh, you yep. know, some situations that arose. But, um, listen, I, I'm frankly I'm a little surprised that here we are February 7th uh, and we're going to play a Super Bowl and every game was played. Um, so kudos to the NFL for that. I hope we see a good game, a competitive game today. I think we will. Um, and, and, you know, I always like those track meet games. I love that game three years ago with the Patriots and the Eagles, that 41-33 game. That was, you know, every time you looked up, somebody was scoring. Um, so we could see that, but I just think that, the, you know, the magnitude of this game and maybe some weather plays a factor and keeps that score uh, a little bit lower than people think. I think we're under 56 and a half. And if I was a betting man, I'd take the under on that. All right, Tony, we appreciate you uh, joining us both yesterday and today. Uh, and, and, Ed, we appreciate you joining us. Guys, also make sure you grab a bag of Black Rifle Coffee, blackriflecoffee.com. Glad to have them as a new partner here with The Balance. We're going to be getting some promo codes out there to everyone. Tony, where can you find your work and masterpieces, sir? Yeah, uh, Tony Donahue on Twitter, at Tony D. Indy, uh, Facebook as well, and the Tony D. Podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Thanks, Tony. Have a good Super Bowl uh, day, and try not to get into too much trouble and get too drunk. Yes, sir. Have a good one. (laughs) And we appreciate you joining us, and this is going to be your final appearance with us for a while as we send you into the offseason after today. You're always welcome on the show anytime. You don't need to talk about football to come on the show, but we are glad and and fortunate to have you as, as a part of the team here. And, and we, we love having you on, and I hope you have a great off-season. Uh, where can people find your work and masterpieces, sir? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Pratsy, K-R-A-C-D-E. And listen, kind of like, you know, this passing the torch we talked about. I You might know next week about Carson Wentz suiting up for the Colts next year. I, I who knows? See what happens. All yeah. right. Have, have yourself a good weekend, sir. Thanks, buddy. You too. Enjoy the game. All right, buddy. Ed Crack, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles. This has been Super Bowl 55 special. Thank you guys for joining us. Rick Riggin, Tony Donahue, uh, Mo from the BS Sports Show, and Ed Crack, all a major part of our show. And like I said, go Chiefs. We'll get all the, the social media picks up uh, on the uh, on the social media uh, Twitter as well. My name is Tom Marquis, El Presidente. I say this all the time, but seriously, guys, don't drink and drive. It isn't cool. I'm out of here, deuces. Sweetness and I like to dance.
Join us next week for The Balance. In the meantime, check us out on Twitter, T-Balance, or Facebook, The Balance, or online at www.thebalanceonline.com.